to look for things that aren't in front of you that you don't have, but you've had before and you believe you will have. So it's really to be thankful in what you don't have. It's finding out how much you really do have. In the first level, you thank God. In the first level of Thanksgiving, you thank God that your candidate was elected or that you got the job. In the second level of gratitude, the candidate that you're afraid of, you thank God in the midst of that, that he's a good God. That, that, that you thank God for all of the, of the ease of our elections, for all of the lack of violence in our elections. There's no tanks in the street. You just start thanking God for all of these things. And once you start, once you start it, it'll just like start running. So in the first level, you have to be silent if you don't have a job. If you don't have a paycheck, if you don't like your job, you can't thank God at the first level, at an elementary. But when you get to the secondary level, the second level, you lose your job, you immediately begin to thank God for all of the 150 paychecks you've had previously. And then it's, and it gets hard as you miss your second and your third and your fourth and your fifth. But you keep thanking Him. You thank Him for what He's His plans for you in the future. You thank Him for for for. In it, you begin to de- describe and, de- and see all the things you've got. So, you, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to go with this lose your job theme. You lose your job and it's the third or fourth night you're eating rice and beans and ramen noodles. And you thank God for all the time you've had good meals. And you look back and you thank him. I thank you for that time I went there. I thank you for that. You don't just sit there. You open up and you begin to be thankful. Now, in the first level of Thanksgiving... Um, uh, is obviously right to do. The first level of Thanksgiving is polite, right? The second level of Thanksgiving is harder to do, and people think you sound stupid. They really do. When you sit down, you thank God, I thank you for 60 years of health. Well, I, don't, I don't have 60 years of health. I thank you for 50 years of health. I thank you for all the times. I thank you for the, I thank you for the hospitals and the medical system. But what do we so many times do? Something goes wrong. Something little is tweaked a little bit. We hear some bad news about something. We're going to go get... The only thing I've ever had done was an appendectomy. And I had... Zeke rushed me to the, the emergency room and had an appendectomy. And um, it was great fun for, for the, 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 the three couples that came and bought food. The four couples and ate uh, with Cresha while they were there making fun of me coming out of surgery. All super weird. But, you know, you, one thing could go wrong. They didn't really need to take my appendix out. It wasn't bursting like they thought. I had some fatty tissue that was all knotted up that was knotting and growing me closer and closer. And I, I, I couldn't move. I mean, it was so painful. I cried all night till I got to the doctor and they, they, Zeke had to rush me to the emergency room. So the thing is, I could be mad, but, but we, hear, we curse the medical field all the time. All the Christians curse the medical industries, we curse prescriptions, we curse big med, whatever it's called. Big, we curse it all the time. Instead of, being, instead of finding out where we should be grateful and thankful. I read this great, this great comment by this guy and he said, all of us, all of us want the prices of, a, of a medical, uh, medical practices and, and what it cost doctors cost in the 1950s. None of us want the care from the 1950s. Think about that. Think about how radically different it is, even for our teeth. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like if you if your mouth wasn't seriously having problems, you didn't get braces. Even though you have a you have a wrong bite, it, it, you didn't get braces. Nobody was saying. You, now it's like, oh, this is going to grow out just a little tiny bit. You need braces. It's only for this and that. You can get a braces as an adult. There's so much to be thankful for. Yet we look and we list out all the ungrateful things, 
All the things. Instead, we should be looking at the second level for all the amazing things. Think about the fire department and the police department, the ambulance drivers that go into horrible situations. Think about the shooter in Sacramento. And we can be, I mean, that's horrible. But we can have tons of gratitude around the police department. And then right there where I I used to go to elementary school in the Gore Hills is a flame right now. They've had the fires again now more in Southern California, north of L.A. But we can be thankful for all the responders. I know so many people have died. It's horrible. And this, this fire just swept through. But there's all the things we can be thankful about. And being thankful in something doesn't mean we're thankful for something. We're never thankful for cancer, for, for, for rape. We're never, we're never thankful for poverty. We're never thankful, I'm so glad I lost my job. We're thankful in it for all the other things and for him. And that's where we get to the third level. The third level is where, um, oh, no, second level, it's a, we need to train our minds to see how the Lord is seeing things. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. When Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected, the whole earth shifted into becoming better. Women are being be- treated better than they've ever been treated before. People with disabilities have more access to everything than they've ever had in their life. Every unborn, every child, not unborn children, I don't want to go, every child that's born into poverty has more of a leg up than they've ever had. We, we, we're, we're creating a world that's being blessed because of Christian ideals. And we, we, can, be, we can be in part of that. And uh, we need to train our mind to take every thought captive and have him release a spirit of gratitude upon us. Um, did you know in heaven he's thinking about you all the time? He's thinking, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G, but he's thinking for you. He's thinking, like, I was going to say he's thinking God for you. But they're all, they, the party that started upon your salvation isn't a party that had a limited time. You got saved. They threw a party for 24 hours. They're like, you need to get to work. You should be ashamed. You're going to be overly judged. You're going to be punished for all that. The party's over for you. Now that you're in the family, you've got to be miserable till you better really make it out unless you're really good. No, when he, when he throws that, that party's continuing. And when I die, I'm going to join that party that they started for me. So there's a, there's a thankfulness that heaven has for me, for me being here on earth. There's, there's a cloud of witnesses here going, yeah, you go less, go after revival, go after, be a man of faith. He's, 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 there, there, he's up there thankful for us, cheering us on. Incredibly, think about that. Moses, Paul, Samson, David are incredibly thankful that we're here carrying on the good work of faith that they were carrying. Isn't that amazing? We should go, woo! You can go ahead and go say, thank you for that, Les. <laughs> so uh, I tell you what, level two, level two Thanksgiving will never let you have a pity party either. You start, you start in Thanksgiving, boom. Your pity, your victim mentality will have to leave. It says in Philippians uh, 4.6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present, present your request to God. Wouldn't that be a great way instead of saying, God, I don't have a job. I don't know what you're doing. 
He just said, God, I'm just thankful for all the jobs that are out there. I'm thank you for this transition I'm in. I'm thank you for all the jobs I've had since my first job doing blank. I thank you for that job I loved, and I can't wait for the job you're bringing me. It's with thanksgiving. It's with thanksgiving. It's thanksgiving. It's not ungrateful to want more. It's not ungrateful to say, God, I want more than I have right now. But you thank God, and then you ask for the more. In fact, I think he's asking us to ask for more. I think he's asking us to ask for more. I think he's asking. What, I mean, most of us get more and we don't give any of it away. That's the problem. We get more of his spirit. We get more of this, uh, the knowledge of the kingdoms, uh, the knowledge of the mysteries of God, the kingdom of God. We get more influence, but we don't give any to glorify his name. But what if you got more and you're able to start an orphanage? What if you got more and you're able to help a, a, a family? What if you got more and you're able to help a, a ministry? What if you got more and were able to help somebody that had never been in ministry, but had, you could tell they had a call and you helped support them with your wisdom because you had been given more time or more wisdom that was overflowing? So this, uh, there, there's, there's a transition within each level. For, so going from one to two, there's a transition. It's a hard transition. It's not an easy transition. Now, David in Psalm 31, 10 through 15, I'm not going to read it all, but he has a great transition from level 2 to level 3. Now, remember, in level 2, it's thanksgiving and gratitude in the situation. So David never says, thank you, God, that my enemies are surrounding me. David never says, thank you, God, that my enemies hate me. It's always, he's very clear and very vulnerable and very direct. Here's what he says in a Psalm 31.10. My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning. Yikes! Anybody felt that way besides me? Yeah, we do. It could be relational. It could be physical. It could just be our own sin is waiting upon us. My strength fails because of my affliction and my bones are weak. Because of all my enemies, I am the utter contempt of my neighbors and an object of dread to my closest friends. That's a miserable life. But see what he's saying. This is this is level two going into level three. He's being super honest. The things of God never ask us to be dishonest. The things of God never ask us to deny pain or poverty, sickness or disease. Okay, Never ask us to, to deny those things. This is what he says in verse 14. But, and that but is a transition. I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. Verse 15, my hands are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. So embedded in this, this transition and this psalms is this idea that, that we've got to be vulnerable with God. There's no true level three thanksgiving without vulnerability. There's no true level three gratitude without vulnerability. Gratitude at level three isn't really gratitude if you're just saying, Oh God, I praise you, you're wonderful, you're mighty. If you haven't said, my life is awful. I am in so much pain. Nothing's going right in this area. I feel like you're not, I feel like you're not fulfilling any of your promises, God. But, boom, I praise you. But without this, without the awful, without the honesty, it's not really gratitude. So when we come in here Sunday morning, I've been trying to say this a little bit when we start out. We come in here Sunday morning, pinpoint where your point of pain is. You know, man. Will my husband ever get it right? Will he ever communicate to me? Will, will this ever change? That's, your, that's a point of pain. Man, will, will my pain in my hip ever, ever be better? Will my relationship with so-and-so, will my job ever get better? Will I ever make it out of just barely making it? 
Will I, will I always feel rejected everywhere I go? Will I always feel... De- well, and, and come in with that and, and be honest with that and say, God, okay, now by my, my soul, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like engage in a level three of praise and thanksgiving corporately and you just, you just bring it. And you don't come in and say, are other people going to sing this song? Is it a song I like? Is the Holy Spirit here? No, what you do, you come in and you, start, you believe it before you see it. You're like, man, we're gathered. There's more, there's more than me. That's more than two gathered. He's here, and I'm going to praise his name. David says, I think I already said this. He never says, thank you, God, that my life is horrible, that I'm weak, and that I'm a contempt of my, to my enemies. He states them as facts, but then he speaks a higher truth. That's really what Declaration of Thanksgiving is about. Now, gr- l- lament, lament is a great primer for gratitude. It's a great way. Start, you can start with lament. You can start with, this is horrible. I've never felt worse than I do right now. I've never felt more hopeless than I do right now. We always say we should be more honest, but then we don't like to be honest. But you know how much we love people to be honest with us? How's your day going? Man, it's been, I've had a really bad week, man. I've had, not just I've had a headache. I've had, I've had like three weeks of judging people like heavy heavy judgment like like i wake up with this judgmental thought i go to sleep with a judgmental thought and i'm like i feel like sometimes i'm like going crazy i go to pray and like three minutes i'm like having this judgmental conversation with myself and then there's the imaginary person that i argue with you guys have done this not just me but so but but see that that we we like that honesty but we don't want to give it we like to receive it because it makes but we should be giving it back and forth I was sharing with this pastor uh, in spring that our prayer, my prayer meetings with uh, the Hope for the Hollow and that guy, those, those days we had, it was just me and him for eight times except for one time that Zeke and Jim Sim were there. But those other times we talked a lot in our 90 minutes together. And I said it felt like super, like the conversation was a spiritual act, a spiritual discipline, just like prayer or meditation. Man, he immediately gave me a scripture out of Malachi. Where it says they talked about they talked about the things of God and the Holy Spirit showed up. It was like it's awesome. So we we talk, we share. Look, we had a prayer meeting, but it didn't feel like a prayer meeting, but it was super awesome. We share that because when, when pastors say they have a prayer meeting, it means they prayed. They were serious about prayer. Instead of we talked, we got we grew close. We talked and we prayed and we talked. The thing is, we have we have this this idea that uh, we need to cover up something. And we don't need to cover up anything. So this third level is to be thankful for what you can't see and for what you've never experienced before in your life. To be thankful for what you cannot see and what you've never experienced in your life. So where does level three gratitude come from? It comes from scripture. It comes from digging deep. Level Level three gratitude comes from believing who God said he is. If nothing else, stand on he's a good father. And I think I'm a pretty good dad, and Victoria would agree with me. I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you out of your, your note-taking. Um, but uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a hateful dad compared to my heavenly father. In comparison, I'm not. But in comparison, and, and, and what Bill Gates can give to his children, his child, in relationship to what God can give to you, it's trash. That's, that's how little it is. We've got a good father, so if we start there. If we start in, when I stand in your, when I stand in your love, fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love, but when I stand right there, 
that doesn't stand a chance. We face up to our giants, but we're thankful for what we cannot see. In fact, in Psalms 20, let's see, Now, level two gratitude is the sacrifice of praise. It's the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's a sacrifice. You're sacrificing yourself. You're sacrificing how you think. It's saying it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I've experienced. What God says is more true. You know, this year, one thing the Lord's been doing that's been really um, a little a disconcerting is telling me, about judgment for years now. The Lord's been working judgment out. He's taken another, he's taken another I can feel this year. I told you the, the re- cultivate revival Holy Spirit experience I had. And the first, the first whole session was judgment based on my part. He kept slapping judgment out of my hand. Like I felt like I'd gone into a service and was picking up junk off the floor to put it in my mouth. And he'd just slap it out of my hand. And like a little two-year-old, I would just laugh. Because I knew I shouldn't put it in my mouth, but I still wanted judgment. But one thing he's been doing a lot is like... You have no right to judge yourself. You don't get to judge yourself. Your judgment towards yourself isn't fair. You don't know me from a heavenly perspective. So God doesn't even want me to judge myself, let alone anybody else. So it's been an awesome thing, but there's, there's a thanksgiving in that. So, so if I'm not allowed to judge myself, I'm going to thank God for his discipline. I'm going to thank God for his judgment. I'm going to say, God, I thank you for your judgment. Yours is the only judgment that's pure and true. I won't take on anybody's judgment. There's not a person in my life that has a right to judge me. Nobody has a right to judge me. You all have a right to input and all of those things. You know what I mean, to be judgmental towards me. And man, that, that creates a sense of peace in me that I trust him so much. I'll give even my own self-judgment up to him. Now, our minds put up massive barriers. This is when our minds start shouting at us. When we hear, all things are working out to the glory of God, our mind goes, they're not working out to the glory of God. Have you not ever met my, ha- my husband? They're not working out. Have you ever met my boss? They're not working out. Don't you know where my kid is? Man, we just rule our mind, but we've got, that's where we take every thought captive. We start declaring and thanking him that he's greater, that all things are working out. It says in scripture that no weapon formed against me will prosper. Well, guess what? That says there's a weapon being formed against you. And it also implies that the weapon's going to look like it's going to prosper. Now, I can believe what I'm experiencing in my physical body, or I can believe what it says in heaven, that this pain, this sickness, this disease, this desert time, this rejection that I'm experiencing has no right and no place to prosper in my life. In fact, that even if it kills me, it has not prospered over God's plan over my life. That's the third level of thanksgiving. I'm so grateful, but we have to be aware. In Psalms 27, it says there's an enemy that surrounds me to devour me. And one of the translations, it says to devour with words. Now, we don't have enemies around us to devour us with, 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 with swords or knives or you know things like chariots and stuff like that. We do have an enemy and enemies that with their words and their religion and their hate and their judgment, they're seeking to devour us. And our, one of the best things we can do to combat it is our thanksgiving, is our praise. Man, to be turning on worship music. I mean, I, there's songs I've listened I've listened to Lawrence Daigle's You Say Till I'm Almost Sick of It. 
I mean, I am because it's an identity song. I've, I've, I did, Zach Brown does a, a song on fear. It's been a big theme of fear this year. The Lord wants to get like super deep in our fear levels. Not just like I'm not afraid to speak, but just the whole thing of fear of what anybody thinks about us. Not in a, not in a bold, braggy, prideful way, but just a, you can think that about me. Good for you. That might be partly true, but I'm not going to be afraid of what you think about me. And so Zach Brown has a song that's called what? Fear is a liar. It's brilliant. This other lady, Francesca Batasilla, has a, a breakup song. It's it's a whole the whole song is like breaking up with fear. Like it's like what? So it's a it's a whole theme now of of, of the last six or eight months of fear. And we we sang one on fear. Um, fear doesn't stand a chance. We stand by man. Be worshiping. Put it. Get get off talk radio. Some of you need to get off talk. Get off preaching and get on to listening to the Lord. Except for me, if you miss yours, listen to the podcast. I'm serious. You should, you should and you should, you should like, hey, you know what? Who can I sit down and have conversations with about God? Not about Scripture alone. Not about politics. But man, what's God doing? Why don't Why don't I have more God encounters? What can I do to have more? Why don't I feel a sense of peace and sit down and have a conversation? Invite the Holy Spirit to come in and train you and teach you. But our mind puts up massive barriers. Massive barriers. When the, with this whole no weapon formed against you shall prosper, I feel like the Lord give me that and tell me to believe that. Man, it, it was so hard. You could hear your mind going, Ugh! it's like it's like learning higher math, isn't it? You're like, oh, I know this is one and two, and that's an equal sign, and those are parentheses, and that's and that's a line under here. And it's like, ah, I don't get it. It just won't compute. But there's something for us as believers to be thankful and to to bring in and and what i saw when no weapon formed against you shall prosper i saw the enemy holding a drill a damaging drill type thing against me this was during city church times at the very beginning trying to damage me and i saw the devil as 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 i pulled all i could see is myself getting hurt Pull back a little bit, I see the weapon that's formed against me to prosper. Pull back a little bit more, I see the devil holding that drill that's wanting to prosper against me. I pull back a little bit further, and the devil's in the Lord's hand. He has no, he has no right over me. There's nothing he can do. There's things in life that come and hurt. There's things, but, but I, am, I am divinely protected. I, and I, I have an inheritance, and I, I begin to believe those things. That's, that's my third level of gratitude is to be there and it comes from and you, you don't just work on your words you work on your heart but I tell you what when you start saying things that are annoying to you no weapon formed against me to prosper even while you even while it feels like it's prospering it, it there's a, there's a tension isn't there there's a there's a spiritual battle going on and you know what happens we usually stop saying it we stop saying it then we see a little bit of hope then we say oh no weapon formed against me shall prosper then the hope goes away we get a little bit sicker oh then we quit saying it we're supposed to declare and believe. Belief, well, if we believe, we'll be declaring. We'll be grateful in advance because the Scripture says it, not because I'm experiencing it. So, it's a powerful thing when we get to when we get to level three. So, go ahead and stand up. I'm going to give you. Which is we stand up and we we close here. We put on a little bit of, of music back there. So regardless of everything in your life is failing, which I don't think in your life everything is failing here, okay? I don't know any of you. But I do know when one or two things are a long-term failure, it feels like your whole life is failing. Am I right? 
It does. If you're sick for four or five or six or ten years, it's like you've never not known pain. And you begin to rally around and build your life around that painful experience, around that pain in your body, about that pain in your marriage. But, man, we've got to pull back and rally around, around Scripture and the presence of God. And our pain is still there, but we're not focusing it and wrapping our, our, our life around it. If nothing else, this is what you're thankful for. You've been qualified for an inheritance that lasts forever. That's amazing. You've been rescued from darkness. That's amazing. If your life is completely in the toilet, you've been rescued from darkness. And there is hope at the end of it. You've been brought to light, to life, and into the light. And you've been forgiven all of your sins and brought into a heavenly family. Not this family per se, but one, the one that's up there. The one that we will one day be with. And that where all things will be perfect. So if nothing else, you start your Thanksgiving there. So go ahead and close your eyes. So Father God, we just thank you for your, your kingdom way, your kingdom administration of how you have created us where we're called to be thankful and we choose gratitude. And God, just forgive us where we've sinned and not been grateful. Highlight people the next six weeks to the end of this year that we should be uh, expressing our gratitude to. Highlight people from our past. Highlight people from our present. Show us how to be grateful coming into Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day can be pretty miserable because we're around family that we haven't got along with for decades. God, teach us how to be grateful. Teach us how to declare uh, that day as blessed and peaceful. To be thankful for, for the United States of America. To be thankful for abundance. To be thankful for a cornucopia of blessings, Father God. A fullness overflowing in our basket of life, Father God. Let us never forget the joy and the fullness and the richness of your salvation. Thank you for that, Father God. Help us as husband and wives, help us as friends to properly point out a lack of gratitude. I just said that and that sounds awful. But God, help us then to just be grateful and to be great examples of thankfulness. Help our spouses recognize a new heart of gratitude, a new heart of thankfulness. Help us in times of trouble in our homes, in our marriages, in our families. Help us to just grab our spouse's hand, to grab our friend's hand and say, let's find things to be thankful for right here, right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you for that. We want to be the highest, highest praising people around. We want to be the highest celebratory people in any room. We want our hands and our feet and our mouths to be dancing and praising you whenever we're engaged in a worship service, Father God. We just thank you for all the manifestations of the tangibleness of thanksgiving. And we just say we will be those people. We are those people in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.